This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Back into the show. Coming up a little later on, I'm going to fight my co-host, Brendan. We're going to get you a method to the madness. Exactly how we think these fights are going to end tonight at UFC 289 in British Columbia. And then, of course, a little uh, interview with one guy, Benil Daryush. Half of tonight's main event, co-main event, I should say, is going to join us coming up in our number two. Lots of news and notes to get to. Let's start in the world of boxing. Tiafimo Lopez. Tiafimo Lopez, of course, the youngest champion to hold multiple belts since Mike Tyson. Right now, you can get as an underdog tonight, plus 175 against Josh Taylor, minus 200. You're a little bit more of a boxing guy than me, BT. How do you like this one? Get why Tiafimo Lopez is the underdog, uh, just because he, you know, has not looked the same since losing his belts to George Ferocious Cambosis. Um, he's moving up in weight. He, he did say that, you know, he had a lot of issues with 135. So this is at 140. He's taking on the uh, the champ in Josh Taylor, who used to be the undisputed champ, but he dropped a lot of his belts just in, you know, sanctioning bodies and things like that. But his last performance against Jack Catterall, very close fight. A lot of people thought Catterall won. So you have two guys who are kind of meeting here that a couple of years ago were at the peak of their powers, you know, two of the best power for pound fighters on the planet, a little bit of a downswing here. Um, and I think with the reasoning of Tiafimo being the, uh, the dog in this one is one, Josh still hasn't lost as far as this division is concerned. He's just not looked as good. Tiafimo, he's got a loss recently. He's got one after a performance where he was in the corner saying, do I still have it? A lot of stuff going on in his personal life. Um, so I think people are wondering whether or not, you know, his boxing still for him. But he's still very young. You're 25 years old at this point. He's got a lot of uh, career in front of him if he can get his stuff together. But we have seen this uh, many times with uh, some boxers. If, if fame gets to him a little bit too quickly, they don't know how to handle it. Uh, the people around them can change a little bit. It can, be, it can be tough to handle. So I do think for my money, I think that he's the more talented fighter than Josh Taylor. Um, and if he's right, I think he's more dangerous than Josh Taylor. So I can see the value in playing Tiafimo tonight. I, I think especially uh, it, it is a matter of like, I think he's got to get out of the gate a little bit quicker than he has. Um, you know, he had a pretty bad case of COVID and just talked about, you know, the things that he's had to deal with with that, with uh, with long COVID and things like that. So I would hope with the, the years that have passed that, that that's a little bit past him being at a heavier weight. But I, I like Tiafimo tonight. I think that there's some value in him as the dog. And no disrespect to Josh Taylor, but it's not like it's a huge step up in competition for Tiafimo. Like, I mean, you talk about he fought Cambosis. He fought he fought Lomachenko. Yeah. So it's not like he hasn't got in the ring with these type of dudes where 
I like the underdog money tonight. The only thing that I disagree with what you said is I'm a little bit surprised that Tiafimo Lopez is the underdog only because I was looking last time, actually the last couple of times that he fought, 70-something percent of the public money was coming in on him. So people like to bet him, especially a plus 175. That's awful tempting to play tonight, man. Yeah, I, I think it just has to do with I – think, I think people are a little shook by – a lot of the stuff that's around him right now, I think is the, the it's a little bit like, you know, the Adrian Broner effect who just made his return last night and under Don King promotions, uh, shout out to AB for getting the, uh, the win, getting back in the win column, but Adrian Broner, everybody believed in the talent, but then there was just other stuff that factor, factored in. He looked like he was going to be one of the brightest young stars in boxing, you know, fame caught up and, and the talent was there, but the discipline wasn't necessarily there or the personal stuff in his life wasn't really in order. So, um, you know, hopefully for Tiafimo again, still very young and has a lot of prime left if he is right. Um, so I agree with you. I do think he's the more talented guy, more explosive guy, um, and can get it done tonight against Josh Taylor. I got another guy that's back for you. Let's step into the octagon. Now, I'm not going to say he's young, and I'm certainly not going to say he's in his prime. Chris Weidman back from one of the nastiest, I want to say ironic, maybe injuries that we've ever yeah. seen. I only say that because obviously same thing happened in his fight versus Anderson Silva, first to this fighter, and then to Weidman most recently. He'll be back for UFC 292, so we're talking about just a few months away versus Brad Tavares. I ain't going to lie. I'm rooting for him, but I'm always nervous when these guys come back. And more often than not, the technology we have in 2023 and the doctors do a marvelous job, but I've just – Got Conor McGregor's twisted ankle in my nightmares where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see him throw too many kicks. Producer Jake, what you got? I don't know if you guys saw this, but he tweeted at the announcement for his fight that he's going to open up with the hardest leg kick he's ever thrown. Yeah. I, don't like that. Queasy, I don't yeah, like that. I don't either. like that either. I don't like that either. Like, I get it. Like you're a tough guy on your back and it's all cool, but throw a few punches, like shoot once or twice, and then may, like maybe if it comes down to it, throw the kick. But I would just suggest don't do that. Don't check the kicks too hard either because just terrible. Speaking of injuries. Well, I would yeah, also just ahead. say with him, I would just say with, with Chris too, like it's not like Chris Wyman's career was going smooth at the time of the injury either. You know, he That's was a, a guy who kind of was looking a bit washed as it is. But, you know, I, 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 nice guy, impossible not to root for. Like, you definitely want to see, hey, he can kind of go out in his own terms. But, you know, we think about Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson was never the same guy after that injury. It's just so hard because, you know, how do you, how do you not let it affect you, Sean? How do you go into these things? I know it's a nice thing to say. Maybe he's practicing it. Maybe he feels he has all the confidence in the world. It's not a fight. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know. It would be rare to think that that stuff's going to happen in training because nobody's going to put you in harm's way when you're training. Um, so, you know, I, I, I again, I wish him all the best, too. But at his age, he's 38. Um, it's been, you know, a while now. What are we talking? Since 2021. So this is going to be a, nearly a, a more than three-year layoff, which is kind of crazy now that we're thinking about, you know, you know, Connor trying to even speed up that process. He was a little bit, a little bit younger. But, yeah, I, I don't do that, Chris Weidman. Don't do that kick, man. 
of course, the, the injury that we're referring to, if you don't know, was against Uriah Hall. That came, as BT mentioned, back in 2021. So it's been a couple of years off. For the record, he did win his fight before that against Akhmadov, and then it was a couple of losses. But it was against Killers, Dominic Reyes, Jacare Sosa. He beat Kelvin Gastelum. And then, yeah, three losses in a row. You're right, Rockhold, Joel Romero, Gegard Musasi. So that makes it one, two, three. Brutal ones, too. Two, 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 two and six in his last eight. And a broken leg. So, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll see what he looks By like the way, when he comes back. Yes. I was octagon side for them snapping his leg. Jacksonville. Were you there? I was there, dude. There? I was there, dude. Honestly, did you watch directly? Like, did you try to get a better angle or did you just look away? Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Happened. It was It was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen live. Ugh. I'm, yeah, don't even want to think about it. Um, As I was saying earlier, speaking of injuries... Johnny Walker, not injured, but his brother, Walter Walker. That is just an unbelievable name. Walter Walker now joins the UFC. I know we're both excited about that one as big fans of one Johnny Walker. Fight announcement for UFC 292. Uh, Rob Font taking on Song Yadong. That is a good fight right there, man. I love watching that is both a good those fight. guys go at it. I, don't, I haven't even looked at the odds. That feels like a pick to me. Feels like a pay, like that's one of those two where it's like it could be one of those that ends early, or you could just see them banging it out over a uh, over the entire matchup and just be a fight of the year candidate. That one is a good matchup. Uh, another fight announcement in one championship. You've probably heard of this guy, Mighty Mouse. Demetrius Johnson is going to be taking on Mikey. I think it's Musumichi. I don't know. It's a sweet last name if I said it right. Demetrius Johnson needs to end up back in the UFC before this thing's all said and done. You know what I mean? Like, he still has the highlights. I know that he's probably not air quotes in his prime, which lasted forever, but he's not that far off of it. I still think he can beat anybody, at least in the UFC flyweight division. We've seen a lot of different matchups that have gotten a little stale, right? If you want to talk about how many times do we need to see Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueredo, or these type of guys, like... I hope when it's all said and done, we eventually get to see Demetrius Johnson back in the UFC octagon. Yeah, I agree. Like, listen, the flyweight division's fun. I mean, like, look how last week with uh, with Kaikar France and Albazi, you know, it was a controversial decision for sure, but fun matchups. I mean, like, flyweights, it's so strange that that guy leaves and the flyweights kind of found this new gear, and I don't feel like any of it was his fault. Like, you know, Mighty Mouse was not a boring fighter. He was not a guy that was uninteresting. He was just a class above everybody else. But one thing that I think is beautiful, Sean, is we've seen that mixed martial arts kind of catches up. And I think, Sean, what, what happened with uh, Mighty Mouse is that he was ahead of his time. He was so well-rounded, not a guy that had any weaknesses. More guys are like that now. So I kind of would like to see, you know, how would he tap into, you know, the the new era of things and, and how would that translate one more time? Um, and it just, it's such a strange parting of things because the guy is a, is a certified Hall of Famer. I guess he'll have his, you know, his victory lap when that day comes for him, whenever that is. But even if it wasn't UFC, maybe come to the PFL. I just, I'm sick of him fighting at like three in the morning. It's like, you know, right? you never see the guy. It's, it's, this is one of the bright talents that we have. It'd be cool if like, you know, he joins up with uh, with Francis in the PFL or something like that, and we could see uh, him carry a, a tournament that way. But man, it's uh, I, I good. I'm glad you know if things are working out at one, maybe he could tell me to shut the hell up. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, I uh, I always find it to be like, oh, I, I wake up the next morning and I find out what Mighty Mouse did on Twitter. 
He wouldn't be the first guy to tell you that. Sean O'Malley told you to shut the hell. Just for the record, he told you that also. Yeah, that's the problem. I agree with you. At 3 o'clock in the morning, you wake up, and two of his last three fights finished with awesome highlights in the case of Demetrius Johnson. But I ain't going to lie, I didn't watch the fight. I can barely stay up for these UFC fights, right? The the main event goes off at 1 o'clock in the morning, central time. I don't know how y'all do it out there on the East Coast. But, dude, yeah, one goes off and that. I think the last time Demetrius Johnson fought, I tried to set an alarm for it at like 4.15 in the morning. Didn't work out for me. Went to Twitter, saw an awesome highlight, and went, damn, I wish this guy was back in the UFC. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of how these things go. Um, speaking of, you mentioned boring fighter. We've got Benil Daryush coming up later on in the show, and the moniker on him has kind of been that he's great, when he fights, he can finish in a bunch of different ways. But the reason that he hasn't gotten a title shot is one, bad luck, because he was already supposed to fight Islam. And two, that he doesn't necessarily promote himself the same way that some of these other guys do. That being said, whoever wins the fight tonight, let's say it's Benil Daryush, let's say it's Charles Oliveira. Bet MGM right now is Charles Oliveira as the underdog. You heard me right. Two Bronx, the underdog, plus 125. Benil Daryush at minus 150. Do you think either one of those guys can beat Islam? Oh, I think they still both can. I, I, I think the thing that's interesting with Islam is he was so dominant in his title win against Oliveira that people got this boogeyman moniker on him, but then we saw him against Volk, and we're like, oh, this is a guy that that can be had. Now, look, to their credit, to, to Volk's credit, and maybe he's a different beast than those guys. I mean, I would have a harder time picking Oliveira because of how lopsided the first fight was, even though no one, you know, he didn't have the best. Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, you know, the, the, the best maybe camp going into it. But with Daryush, like I remember leading into the Daryush fight, I was going to pick Daryush going into that matchup because um, I wasn't sold on Islam yet. I was just like, I don't know. This kid, is he the real deal? Who knows? Hasn't taken on any top five guys. Um, and then I think we were all kind of just wowed by the talent and, and what he can display with how easy he got the win against uh, Oliveira. And, you know, I think we've been very impressed by what his hands are. Like that, you know, maybe we, we I remember talking crazy, people talking crazy, like, hey, maybe this guy could be better than Khabib. So 
I would think if I had to pick one, I would have more faith in it would be Benil just because I haven't seen it yet. And I do think that Benil is very well-rounded and is, uh, and I, I, I think in that fight, I feel like he would be undervalued uh, by a by a big way, so I think it would be a good bet on it. I think there would be good value on Benil in that in that uh, upcoming fight too. It's just crazy to me how disrespected Charles Oliveira is, and I'm not saying that's what you just said, but I'm kind of saying that he's an underdog tonight at plus one twenty five, and he won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. He had won twelve fights in a row before losing to Islam, and I get it, man. That fight was really one sided, but it's not like Oliveira was just taking out dudes. He was taking out Justin Gaethje and Justin Poirier and Michael Chandler, Tony oh, yeah. Ferguson back when he was that guy. So I don't understand this. If Benil wins, he gets a shot at the belt. And if Oliveira wins, he has to look special to get a shot. What are we talking about? If Charles Oliveira wins tonight, he earned his way back to the belt by getting any sort of a win tonight. And just because he looked bad that night, it's like any of us at our jobs. Sometimes we don't do the best show, right? Sometimes whatever you do at work, you're not the best that day. And I'm not making any excuses for Charles Oliveira. All I'm saying is he wasn't a Johnny come lately, BT. He was a guy that had... Yeah, only held the belt for, what was it, a year and a half, but was undefeated at that point for six years. So I just think whoever wins this deserves a fight. Who who else? Like, let's say Oliveira wins the fight. Who else deserves a shot at Islam before him? Uh, I would say that whoever comes out on top for the BMF belt with with Gaethje and Poirier, I think that I think they both have a pretty good argument. They'll both be fresh matchups. So that's, that's the difference of it. Like, I don't look. I, if he does, dude, if he has a great performance tonight, I don't hate it. I'll 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 watch the fight for sure. But I think that what are the odds going to be like for that? If we were to tune in, do you think that like how big a dog? Like, if, what would it take for you to bet on Charles Oliveira that night? Like, would it take? Would he have to be a massive dog, or like you'd be like, oh, I have to take the value there? Or even if it was just a, a slight underdog, you'd still go with Oliveira against Islam. Give me two to one. Give me give me two and a half to one on Charles Oliveira. I know he looked terrible that night. But also, Islam didn't look unbeatable the last time we saw him fight against True. Alexander Volkanovsky, a guy who was going up in weight to fight him. I thought Volk won the fight, so not unbeatable. We'll visit this later on in the show. Coming up next, let's do a little stock up, stock down. Are these fighters still in their prime? Like Amanda Nunes, who fights tonight. We break it all down. You're locked into the BetQL Network.